one thing is for certain is that in life, you cannot avoid the storms. They are going to happen. Your kid's going to have a meltdown. You're going to have a fight with your spouse. Those things are going to happen. We can't avoid them, but we can prepare for them and we can get through them with minimal damage. Is your child's challenging behavior leaving you feeling exhausted, defeated, and hopeless? You are not alone. And I want you to know you are not a failure and your child is not broken. Welcome to Calm the Chaos Parenting, the podcast for parents raising strong-willed, highly sensitive, or neurodivergent children. I'm Dana Abraham, parenting expert, and I have helped hundreds of thousands of families just like yours. Each week, I'll share simple science-backed solutions to help you feel more grounded, in tune, and deeply connected to your child, no matter what challenge you face. Start your journey from surviving to thriving as a family at calmthechaospodcast.com. So I remember the day that I thought our marriage was over. Do you remember that day? I do. We were in the kitchen. It was our birthday. And we share a birthday. I know, dorky. I remember you saying, I can't live like this anymore. And I remember thinking, this is it. I don't know if he's ever coming back. You loaded up the car with our daughter and she was two at the time. And you drove off to your parents. It was in that moment that I knew something had to change. What do you remember from that moment? (laughs) I remember all of those facts uh, as well you know, that that I did say, I can't live like this anymore. I remember being sad. I remember being angry, frustrated that we couldn't figure out what was going on. Yeah. I also had no intentions of like divorcing you. That wasn't the intent of my, I can't live like this. So I remember that part differently. Yeah. I think you took it differently. Yeah. I remember very clearly saying, well, are you in or are you out? And you being like, I guess I'm out then. And you walked out the door. And so with my past of multiple divorces in my past, I definitely, not from myself, but just I thought that that's what was going to happen. That's how you grew up is what you're saying. Um, And so, you know, to say that we were barely surviving as a family would be an understatement. Yeah. On today's episode, I really want us to dive into what we call surviving the storm Mm -hmm. and creating a ride the storm plan. Because- One thing is for certain is that in life, you cannot avoid the storms. They are going to happen. You're going to, your kid's going to have a meltdown there. You're going to have a fight with your spouse. Those things are going to happen. We can't avoid them, but we can prepare for them and we can get through them with minimal damage. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And so that's what we're going to be walking through today is a four-step plan using the Calm the Chaos framework that we've already talked about in the last episode. And we're going to show you how to create a plan for surviving the storm when you're in the middle of the most challenging moments, whether that be a fight over electronics, a fight with your spouse, or your kid is, you know, calling you all sort of names, saying, I hate you, uh, breaking dishes, you name it. This is what you're going to use to get through it. Yeah. And what I really like about the the Ride the Storm plan is how you can get through it and like still remain connected as a family. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, yes, the blow up happened. You know, some of that's inevitable, but you can still come out on the other end yeah. as a family. Absolutely. So, you know, a lot of parenting methods out there talk a lot about best case scenarios. 
And this is how to create a family that works together and how to use growth mindset and how to teach self-regulation. But if your family is in survival mode, if your kids do not feel safe, if you don't feel safe, if it's a constant battle 24 seven, you can't access all that great knowledge and information that you've been learning and that you've been trying to, and then you end up feeling like a failure. So let's take us back to that stage of life. I want to talk about um, this survival mode and being in the survive the storm stage. What are the signs that let you know that they are clearly in survival mode for us? Uh, we were fighting over how to parent, right? Like you constantly, know, constantly. But we were fighting over everything. We weren't just, we couldn't talk about anything, not just parenting, but yep. we, we weren't connecting. I wasn't showering. I mean, I would go weeks without showers. Yeah. During even, even myself, uh, during the hardest time, it never felt like there was a safe moment for me to, to bow out for the 10 minutes it needed yeah. to, to clean myself. I remember, I don't even know if I told you this, uh, I remember going to work and I knew I didn't smell good, right? And uh, my boss was like, hey, can we talk? And he like brought me into his room and he said, hey, you know, I know things are hard at home, but, you know, I need you to shower, right? Like, what can we do to help you? And he's, I was like, I don't think I've ever heard this story. I will go home and do it right now. And he's like, whatever you need, we support you. It's just, it's affecting other people now. So you have to take care of it. Uh, and so I left work and went home and showered because the kids went home. Wow. I, I didn't know that story at all. Wow. So yeah, it was, it was that. And obviously through the computer, we can't tell if people have showered or not. Um, but <laughs> sometimes <laughs> like you get the little Linus lines that are happening. Um, but what we can tell is that just everything is, is terrible. And what I mean by that is anytime they talk about anything going on in their life, it is worst case scenario. It is very catastrophized. It is like, you know, always bad. It is never good. You're hearing lots of those big words and those are kind of signs um, or that they have zero energy that they can't, they have, they can't leave their kids for a second. I know there's someone in our program just recently who was talking about, you know, I'm trying to make lunch and the kids are fighting in the other room. I go to, you know, it's just interruption, 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 interruption. And I know I went to the grocery store and you called me and you were like, get home now. Like yeah. the minute I left. <laughs> there was the, no leaving. There was no leaving. There was no separating me from our oldest. And there was no leaving the kids in the same room together without us. It was just constantly walking on eggshells and constantly waiting for that next big explosion to go off. And so I know if you're in that place right now, I want you to know first and foremost that you're not alone, that you're not failing because your family's in this situation and there is a path forward. And we're going to walk through that path today. We call this stage, we've said it already, is the survive the storm stage. It's stage one. And we like to say that in this stage, you are a determined survivor. And your challenge, your number one challenge is to get everyone to safety, including yourself. It isn't about fixing. It isn't about solving. It isn't about minimizing the behavior that you're seeing. It really is about getting everyone to safety. And that includes physical, emotional and mental safety as well. So I remember an incident, you know, the day that we're talking about, you know, where where I was like, I'm outie. Yeah. Uh, and our like 18 month old, so, you know, our oldest was probably like seven or eight, uh, 
was playing and we were all right in the room together. I stepped away for a second and was coming back in the room and he was yelling at the baby and he had his hand raised to, to punch her. And he was like midair. So like, I, you know, I kind of wish I had like a, a camera on this. Slow motion camera. <laughs> you, you're punching your baby sister. I'm out of here. Right? Yeah. Like and you can't. no longer were like, a, you were like, I'm in protection mode. Oh, this is I no longer safe for anyone. Yeah. yeah. At this point, you're doing things, you're saying things that no one's proud of. And yeah. we're being really vulnerable. And I know this is really public. So sure. No, I mean, this is just the reality of living yeah. with a child who has aggression. Yeah. Right. Extreme aggression. Yeah. yeah. And at this point, it's kind of, it's, it's rippling into the rest of the family. And, and so what I think of here is when parents come to us in this mode, they are ready for fix it, fix it, fix it fast. Right. And this is a lot of times when you seek out a therapist, when you go to a doctor, when you go to get a specialist to help you, when you get a, you try things that you never would have tried before. And some of the most, I don't like to call them mistakes. I think about some of the traps that people fall into because I don't, I think that every parent is doing the absolute best with what they have been given. For me to call it a mistake, I don't think that's fair, right? I truly believe that we fall into common traps. We have pitfalls and we get in these ruts because we don't know any other way out. Yeah, and you're, you're literally trying anything you're trying you can, anything. everything you can. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so some of, let's talk a little bit about some of those. And you mentioned one earlier, yeah. which is that like, I'm looking for the magic solution, fix it now, solve this now. How do we fix this? Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately humans are not just like a broken power adapter for your laptop, right? Like yeah. you can't just swap them out. No, there's so much more going on. And so there is no magic solution. Unfortunately, this part is a lot about slowing down so that eventually you can speed up. But yeah. it is about slowing down. It is about doing less instead of doing more because the more things you try to do, the more the more pressure, the picture I'm having in my head is kind of taking like a soggy paper towel and holding that up on the edges and someone else putting a, a block on top of it. And it might hold that block to begin with, but the more blocks you add on top of that soggy paper towel, it's eventually just going to crumble. And that's what you're doing when you're in survival mode and you're trying to add on new strategies, new solutions, new fixes, and it just makes things worse. Yeah. And kind of adjacent to this, like looking for the magic solution mm-hmm. uh, is trying to fix it during meltdown. Oh my gosh, yes. Right, like in we the see moment. that so often is like, I can't let you talk to me like that. How dare you talk to me like that? What are you thinking? I can't allow this. You know, and a really common one that said across, I see so many parenting experts share this one is being angry is okay, but hitting is not. Well, obviously your child knows that it's not okay to hit. And if they had another way to communicate their frustration, their struggle, their unmet need, they wouldn't be hitting you in the first place. Now, out of the moment, we can coach them, guide them, mentor them into alternative ways to get their needs met without hitting. But in the moment, all you're doing is adding more fuel to the fire. Right. And there are children who don't know that it's not okay to hit. Like, you know, you, you think you know, you've told them whatever, but like, it's not processing, it's not sticking. So, you know, you can't always assume that either. Yeah. Yeah. And another big trap and common advice that's given in survival mode is to match your child's 
emotion, match their intonation. So if a child is yelling at you, I hate you, you're the worst, you're supposed to go, I hear that you're upset. I know. This advice. I miss this one. This is news to me. Did you not know that this is like very common advice out there? And so we've got these parents who. Does that work? No, of course. No. Okay. No. So obviously this is only going to upset your child even more because now they're getting these signals that you're pissed off, even if you're not, and you're just trying to match their intonation. The other thing is throwing out punishments or threats or bribes of like, if you don't stop crying, I'll give you something to cry about. Like, yeah, that one is definitely a way to put a big wedge in between you and your child. Yeah, that's Um, very, like, it's very disempowering. It's very disconnecting. Yeah. Dana here. And guess what? My book, Calm the Chaos, has officially launched. So if you enjoy the podcast and find the stuff we're sharing valuable, I'm 100% sure you're going to love the book. You can get your copy at calmthechaosbook.com. And if you use this link, you'll also get some special bonuses. So once again, the link is calmthechaosbook.com. Thanks. I hope you're enjoying the show. Right. So what we're going to be doing for our Ride the Storm plan is we're actually going to be focusing on you, not your kid. Because in the moment of catastrophe, in the moment of a breakdown, a meltdown, a fight, an argument, there's only one person you can control. And that's you. That's it. And so the Ride the Storm plan is really going to focus its four steps. It follows the UQ, which is you connect, understand, empower, which is our Calm the Chaos framework. And so there's four simple steps to follow. And it is all about something you can do. And before we get into what those steps are, I just I can't help remember, you know, I grew up in Tornado Alley and we recently moved back to Tornado Alley. And just recently, there was a really bad tornado that came through here and devastated our little town. And the in the heat of the moment, in the middle of the storm, the last thing we were doing was going out and trying to secure things outside. We weren't trying to outrun the storm. Um, You were trying to watch the storm from the front stairs. Look, there were birds and bunnies. (laughs) They were playing in a peaceful oasis in the front yard. Haven't you seen the videos since of people watching the storm go by and they get sucked out? No, no, not humans. Humans are disconnected. Bunnies and birds flying around, they know what's up. Yeah, I still am going to disagree with you on that one because there have been so many people who was like if nice you, and pretty outside and the tornado literally just, it was going so fast. If you show me a bunny GoPro of them standing in the storm. In the Little Rock tornado. Then recently. I will change my opinion. Okay. If anyone has a GoPro of a squirrel or a bunny or a bird (laughs) who was just happy-go-lucky and then the storm hit out of nowhere, please send it to Jason. Okay, Um, so so back to it. Speaking of squirrels, back to... Okay, I used our storm plan. Okay. And I gathered everyone and we went to the basement and we made sure that everyone was safe and we rode out the storm. Um, Our daughter was still at school. They brought our babysitter in. They went to the gym. They locked all the doors. Um, They put the other two schools on lockdown. They kept everyone safe until all the sirens were over. That's what we're looking at creating with your ride the storm plan is something that one is so simple to use that you can remember it when just things are flying everywhere. And two, 
that it does, the main goal is just to ride it out. You're not really trying to do much else other than just get through it. So the four steps are you, which is all about getting yourself to safety and disarming your brain and your mental triggers of, ah, I'm in fight, flight, or freeze. And so we do that with something called stop, breathe, anchor. And we can go into each of these in just a second. The second one is for connection, you're not going to play tiddlywinks in the middle of a storm. Instead, it's about disarming your body so that your body is not sending signals of danger in the middle of the storm, but instead you are sending signals of safety. Are we ever playing tiddlywinks? Someone gave me tiddlywinks once and I learned that it was a real game. I thought it was just a made up word, <laughs> but it's a real game. It was played like in the 50s. Maybe we'll we'll link it in our show notes. Maybe the inventor of Match Their Level invented, invented Tiddlywinks. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It's like Jack's. I think Tiddlywinks is a lot like Jack's. Okay. So <laughs> step three. Step we're, three. We're um, not playing yeah. Tiddlywinks in stage one. So moving on. Step three is the understanding piece. And again, we're not going to do 20 questions in the middle of the storm. We're not going to be asking our kids, why is this happening? Why are you doing that? What's going on? Tell me more. You know, can you, can you explain this? Instead, it's just, it's a knowing and it's you getting curious. We call these get curious shifts and we'll go into what these are. We've got two really powerful ones to remember when you're first starting out. And the last one, the empower piece is actually a little interesting because it's not done in the heat of the moment. It's actually done once the storm passes. So let's talk about what it looks like when your kid is yelling, I hate you, or they're throwing the remote at you, or they're not getting out the door in the morning. They're not waking up for school. They're not going to bed. What does, let's walk through the ride the storm plan, those four steps. The you piece, right? Mm -hmm. Creating your own safety the stop, breathe, anchor part of the show. One of the things that we say is like in the middle of chaos, we are, our tendency is to jump in and to fix and to go and to say, and I'll hear from parents so often, if I don't jump in, my kids are going to obliterate each other. And we're not talking about doing 10 minutes of yoga. We are talking about literally stopping and planting your feet into the ground just for a split second so that you can disarm your own brain. Because here's the thing. If you don't disarm your own brain and you go into a situation, high stress, high alert system, then you're not going to be able to help your kids. Yeah. You're you're like your primal instincts take over, right? Yep. Your, your breathing gets shallow. All the blood starts rushing to your extremities so that you can run or yeah. catch or, you know, like yeah. fight your way out of the, the yeah, situation. Yeah, 100%. And so you have to stop yourself, take a big, deep breath. And one of our favorites is the hand to heart breath, just putting your hand over your heart and really just taking a big, deep breath in once and letting it out and then anchoring yourself in something that is going to tell your brain you are safe. Things are okay. This is just a moment. Yeah. And I think the secret sauce of SBA or Stop Breathe Anchor is really taking that that second. And it's not, you're not doing 10 minutes of yoga. You're not doing a meditation in the, no. in the moment, right? But you're just taking a second, like taking that deep breath, telling your body you're going to be okay. It's safe. 
and setting that intention for how you want to show up in that moment. Yeah, 100%. So then moving on to step two is connection is really about paying attention to your own body. And um, there's some amazing research by John Gottman about the positive five to one. For every one negative interaction that you have, you need five positives. Well, this research was done with couples and what makes happy couples. And it was done even in conflict. And so in the middle of the storm, it's about what signals are you sending out? Are you sending out more positive signals of safety or are you sending out signals of danger? So the easiest way to do this is if you're listening right now, just check your jaws. Like you're, 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 are you clenching your jaw? Most people are. I've done this with like (laughs) thousands and thousands of people and almost every time, actually every single time people are like, how did you know? Like, because it's just, we walk around stressed out our eyebrows, clenched, our eyebrows furrowed, worry lines, right? Our frowning, shoulders raised, body tense. And so just do a quick body scan and loosen your body, loosen the way that your face is, you know, um, kind of scrunched up. And even without saying anything, that can send signals to your child of connection and safety. Yeah. Um, understanding. Now, these are these are some of our favorites. This gives you a chance to sing again. Uh, So for understanding, as we said, it's too much pressure. It's too much pressure. All right. As we said, we cannot go into a situation like this asking 20 questions. So instead, it's about staying curious. Why is this happening? What is happening? Um, Because your brain cannot be in fight, flight, or freeze and be curious at the same time. So when you can shift into a curiosity mindset, it really does take you out of that survival mode and it allows you to just be present in the moment with what's happening. And so we have two really important shifts. So all behaviors communication is one that if you've been doing research for a while or on this journey for a while, you've probably heard before, but it's this idea that what you see is just the tip of the iceberg and that there is so much more behavior going on under the surface And that when we see our kid who is screaming and yelling and fighting, they're really saying, I need you. I have an unmet need. There's something else going on here. And I don't know how to tell you. Um, And just a small caveat here is that your children don't really know what their behavior is communicating, right? They're not saying, I hate you and saying, well, this will tell them that I need their help, right? A lot of times they don't know. And if we're dealing with a child who is neurodivergent, and especially a child who's non-speaking or who has tics, I've been told that they they would like for people to know that their behavior is not always intentional communication. So what that means is they may not want the tics to be happening. They may not be want the behaviors, the stims to be happening, but they do. But it's still a sign that they're feeling something, that something's going on and that there is a misfire and to pause and listen and pay attention to what's going on, but to not interpret it on your own. And I think we can expand that out to all children. Don't make an assumption about the behaviors you're seeing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the big one. So just in the moment being like, all right, all behaviors, communication, this, this is, you know, my child needs me. Right. And like, it makes me think of even in like the case of the hitting, right. We had talked about that earlier. Right. Like that hitting is communicating that like something's going on here. I need help. I'm really frustrated. I'm really frustrated. And I don't like I don't have the skill set or, you know, I don't have the state of mind 
too peacefully mm-hmm. say these things to you. Yeah. So like out of my fists yeah. or, you know, feet. Yeah. You're in my, you're in my space. I'm not happy right now. I yeah. really want that. They're trying to say those things, but it's coming out. Yeah. And it. it's just, it's just not yeah. quite firing. Right? Yeah. And I want to just, for anyone who's like, man, these people just let their kids hit them. No, that happens out of the moment. Right. We're going to be talking about that in other episodes and in other stages about mm-hmm. how you actually handle and how you actually help your child develop the tools they need. But in the moment and in the heat of yeah, everything, and we're, everything we're saying in this episode is about being just in the middle in that, of the storm, just that big storm. As we were developing this, we were trying to think about this concept of like not taking things personal. Yes, because when we take things personal, that's when there's resentment and anger and frustration. And when we feel anger, resentment, frustration, then we can't help but act in a way that is, how dare you? What's wrong with you? Why'd you do that? And we're not going to be um, as supportive and calm and connecting. Sure. So, and so as we were coming up with this, uh, it really reminded me of the Carly Simon song, um, you're so vain, right? Like you probably think this song is about you, you know, but it's not about you. No. Right. Yeah. Not, not in parenting. Yeah. You're so vain. Oh yeah. Not <laughs> a singer here. So anyway, but what we really want you to take away is that this meltdown is not about you. This fight is not about you. This behavior is not about you. It doesn't have to mean anything. We attach so much meaning to it. And I feel like we've gone beyond just it's not about you. And it's like it doesn't have to carry so much meaning. And so this understand piece is either remembering in the moment like, okay, this behavior is not about me. All right. Like I can just they're struggling and I can remember that. Or this does not mean that they're going to, uh, you know, live on the side of the road when they're an adult and they're three right now. Right. And this does also there's something else going on here. So remembering one of those things in the heat of the moment is really powerful. Yeah. And I think there is a caveat here. Right. Because this is a pretty powerful mindset shift. Mm -hmm. Right. If you guys are in the thick of the storms or you're in the, you know, the heat of it. Right. Hearing like, oh, well, you don't have to make this mean anything. You could take that and and get pretty upset about that. Yeah. So as with everything we're saying, like if this resonates yeah. with you, like take it home. If you're not ready to hear it yet, right? Like come you back might to it. you might need to come back to it later, yeah. right? Just let it be for the moment. Yeah. And then come back to it when you're ready. Yeah. And and this is about taking what you know about your unique family and making it work for you as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that brings us home to the fourth step, which is empowerment. And when we deal with behaviors, when we're dealing with fights with our kids, when we're dealing with battles over electronics, when we're dealing with a kid who won't do homework, when we're dealing with siblings fighting all the time and fights over electronics, what does this look like when we're celebrating the small steps? Uh, It's hard sometimes, right? Because sometimes the storms involve holes in walls or broken furniture, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And it feels like it's never going to get better. Yes. And it feels like nothing's working. Yeah. And when you're in that place, you you most likely are focusing on all the things that aren't going your way. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I, I know for me, uh, one mantra or, or catchphrase or whatever is like everything's working out in your favor. Yeah. Right. So you. That's you a can, hard one for a lot of people, though. I know. That's talk pretty, about talk about mindset shifts. Yeah, that's but a big one. When you can kind of keep this in the back of your mind of like everything's working out in my favor. Mm-hmm. It helps you see the silver lining. It helps you see how far you've come. Yeah. 
right? Maybe this storm lasted just five minutes less than the last storm. Yeah. And I think for me, when I was in this stage, there's no way that everything working out in your favor would have worked for me. I would have been like, yeah, see your way out the door, (laughs) mister. But for me, being able to focus on, and and I've lived through a lot of quote unquote storms in my life. I think resiliency is one of my superpowers. I've overcome a lot of hardships and it is always because I can focus on that silver lining. I can, I mean, I remember being in high school and my counselor at the time saying, I, I don't know why you won't let us get you emancipated. And I was like, because it would crush my mom. And here's the things that we, that are going well right now. Here's the things that are working and it's not toxic positivity. It's not ignoring the fact that things aren't going well, but it is looking for, okay, this is baby steps. This is a baby step because that becomes your anchor. It's like, okay, we are making forward progress here. There is something to latch on here. It is not all devastation. Yeah. And when you can put your focus on what comes next, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. Right. You can find that tiny next step. Yes. Yeah. And so talking about tiny next steps, something that we believe here at Calm the Chaos is that it is not about getting it perfect. It is about taking things one baby step at a time. And you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to get it 100 percent right. But as long as you are taking these teeny tiny action steps that are so simple, it's impossible to fail then you're going to down the road, you're going to look back and be like, wow, how did we get here? Right? Because it's slow progress at the beginning. And so I would love if we can start trying to add in these like simple, tiny action steps that people can do right now that take less than a minute that that way, after they listen to an episode, they feel like, wow, I was able to take something from that and actually put it into, into action in our life. Sure. Um, there's just a giant blank here for this episode because you're <laughs> throwing a curveball here. But for me, I would say probably like just the the hand over heart breath is a I really would powerful say that too. one. Yeah, I would just say just take a moment right now. We can just do it together and you can say, wow, I t- did one thing, right? Do, so do, do we need like a, a driving disclaimer? Like if you're driving. Yeah, your if you're driving, please don't stop. <laughs> Close your eyes. Don't take your hands off the wheel. Um, yeah, don't do that. But um, if you are not driving, then you can just, we'll do it right here. I'll show you how fast it can happen, right? It's just stop, take a big deep breath and put your hand over your heart. Here you go. And you can probably feel the difference and just anchor yourself in knowing I'm not alone. I can do this. Right. And so that brings us to the end of this episode. So we've talked in this episode about stage one, surviving the storm. We've walked you through the four-step framework and walked through how to stop breathe anchor, how to create moments of safety, how to get those, those get curious shifts, and then how out of the moment to celebrate the small progress that you're making. And in the next episode, we're actually going to be walking through the very next stage of the roadmap. And we're going to be creating a plan to show you how to get more time and energy when you feel like you're just complete completely just obliterated by all the things that you're dealing with. And so be sure to tune in next week for the next episode where we're going to be talking about renewing your energy and where can they go if they are ready to just start taking action and calming the chaos today? Uh, tiddlywinks.com. No, no. Uh, calmthechaospodcast.com. 
yeah, head on over to calmthechaospodcast.com and you can get started today. Um, You can actually grab some cool little goodies when you head over there. So one final reminder is that if someone's in this stage right now, what is one thing you want to say to them? Uh, The number one thing is you are not alone. Right. It is very isolating to be in this phase with your family. Uh, and, you know, I can't say 100% of the time, like, but like things will get better, mm-hmm. right? Nine times out of 10 or 99% of the time, like it's just a phase, it's just a stage. You are not alone. There are many, many people who are struggling uh, just like you are. Yeah. That's a really good reminder. And I would just say that you are not failing and your child is not broken. And so continue to lean in and tune in to this community and to this podcast, because I just want you to know that you have got this. Oh, and before I go, one quick note for all of you who are enjoying the podcast. My new book is officially live and I know you're going to love it. So just a quick reminder, you can go get your copy at calmthechaosbook.com. And if you do, you'll get some cool bonuses as well. Once again, get your copy at calmthechaosbook.com and I'll see you next week.